goalkeepers like Elden Yacoubamas, Lepikidus <laughs> from Hull City. Yeah. Yacoubamas. Yeah, sure. And Elden Yacoubamas. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco, going to get some coffee. Brian, go well, ahead and fill, fill that cup up. Well, Brian, get some coffee, Dave. Yeah. Uh, let's just remind everyone what we're doing oh, here. Yeah. The season's over. Why hey, are we still podcasting? We, we are, well, this is, this is what we like to do in the summer. There is always mm-hmm. plenty to do, plenty to discuss, regardless of what the regular season says. That's exactly right. And right now we are taking a look back. We are saying, okay, yeah, the season's done. We're we're you know, several days removed from the end of the season. So now that we've got some objective, uh, some objectivity, That's let's right. let's take a look and see. Oh, wisdom! We have gained wisdom. Those Correct. who those who fail to understand history are doomed to repeat it. Exactly, Brian. Thank you. That should be the motto of our summer series, right there. Is there any way we can shorten that and make it more fun? No, I feel like that's a pretty well-known quote. All right. Yeah, it's true. There's no reason why we still can't adjust it. But as we begin our summer series, we're taking a look back first, looking at the season that was, yep. 2016-2017. What can we learn from it? Position by position. That's right. Exactly right. Looking at the actual uh, rankings that, as the end of the season and discussing some other players that we we covered along the way uh, that didn't make the top, you know, whatever at the at the positions, so, you know, we've looking at the top 20 forwards, the top 20 uh, or top top 10 goalkeepers today. That's right. And then we'll look ahead at later in the series to the top 30 defenders and midfielders. That's right. Uh, but we also made some predictions when the season started or before oh, yeah. the season started. Oh, yeah. When the transfer window was still open, a lot of unknowns. But we made some predictions, and we like to look at what we got right, what we got wrong, and brag about the good things and try to make sure the other guys don't notice the bad things. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like it, like we said before, this is one way to make yourself look silly. Make a prediction. Yeah. You got to put yourself out there, Brian. Yep, absolutely. And no, no place will I feel more silly than discussing goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Understood. Well, the uh, the season ended, and we've got the top ten goalkeepers in front of us, as well as the ten that we thought would be uh, finishing in the top uh, at at the season start. So let's just jump right in. The number one goalkeeper uh, in real life was Tom Heaton. You mean fantasy real life? Fantasy real yeah, life, sure. yeah. Uh, not in our predictions, but, but in, oh, in understood. real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Results. Correct, yes. Final season, end of the season results. Tom Heaton. Number one. I want to clap right now. If I wasn't holding a microphone on my chest. Sure, which is uh, odd. I would applaud this because I think... I think in everyone's hearts, everyone was rooting for Tom Heaton to finish above Thibaut Courtois. And he did. That's right. Yes. And, and that was did. and it was a race to the finish, but in the end, it was Tom, you aren't beating Tom Heaton. You're not beating Tom Heaton. And especially at Turf Moor, the fortress that is won Turf Moor. Single handedly had to have won him the title for best fantasy goalkeeper for the season, especially the way and how terribly Burnley finished the season. 
I want to insert a quick plug here for later podcasts in our summer series. Yeah, sure. Because part of our summer series, once we're done with our recap uh, by position, we're going to take a look, a special look at the three clubs that are being promoted oh, into yeah. the Premier League. Which is going to be awesome. Which is going to be awesome. But Tom Heaton is exactly why we're doing those episodes. Burnley were a promoted club last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Heaton did well two seasons ago, the last time Burnley were in the Premier League. Obviously, then he had the year off when they got relegated. Came back up this past year. And he finished number one. Now, none of us picked Tom Heaton in preseason to be in the nope. top ten, probably because he was coming from a, a promoted side. Because who picks a relegated side goalkeeper, period, to finish in the top ten? Right. It would have been just as crazy to pick Victor Valdez to be in the top ten. Exactly. Really good point. But here he is. And so there are players who are in the three promoted clubs that you're going to want to know about, and we're going to tell you about them later in our summer series. So that's the quick plug. I liked it. To me, this season, I feel like we said it at one point during the season, this was such a goalkeeper season, such a shocking goalkeeper season. uh, Just to fill in why, Brian, before you get further into the guys you're going to discuss, typically you're you're hoping for something good, but you're not really relying on major points from a goalkeeper very often. But you got that at times this year. There were so many times, and I know if you keep, keep, as long as you keep up with the, the fantasy Premier League folks who are all fantastic folks by the way uh the number of times they brought up the fact that a goalkeeper finished with bonus points uh during fantasy premier league scoring for those of you who are playing fantasy premier league i'm sure it works similarly in other uh systems where players get bonus points for oh completed passes and saves and all of those other things that factor in but it was seemed it seemed really common for goalkeepers to be included in the list of players who are scoring bonus points this season in a way that made them such crucial members of the team in in important stretches of the season. I dare say, you know, because of the prices of, of goalkeepers, you know, being what they are in comparison to other positions in FPL, uh, I dare say that, you know, that could have made the difference between winning and losing a league, having the right goalkeeper. Yeah, it could have. It could have if you're just stubborn and not willing to change it. I mean, you know, and or in drafts, right? I mean, that's where it could really help you out is in is in drafts. To start the year, a lot of the goalkeepers, I mean, it really was the the, the tier of pricing. You know, did you want to spend five dollars, five and a half dollars, million pounds? Million bedillion pounds. Did you want to spend that much on your keeper or did you want to buy you know, go with one of the budget guys at four and four and a half. And this year, I think you budget. easily could have gone with budget guys mm-hmm. to start the season and been just completely fine but, with a budget guy. But I want to throw a button there. Look at the top five. I know. I know what you're going to do I'll, here, I'll list Dave. Them for four us. out of five yeah. was a non-budget guy. That's true. Sure. Reese number two, Courtois third. David De Gea, fourth, and Peter Cech, fifth. Cech and De Gea, I think by the end of the season, had shown how consistently good. And why, why, even though they were expensive, why it ended up kind of paying off. Cech came out of nowhere. Because I don't think he was much. I mean, Arsenal finished winning nine out of ten games. Now, well, not all of that was in the Premier League. I think one of those was in a couple cup matches. But, but bottom line is, let's just say six out of Actually, I think it might have been six out of seven. 
that they wanted to finish out the year, and there was a lot of clean sheets in there. After not a lot of clean sheets through the middle of the season, however, I know for sure one of the things with Arsenal's defense, and it was similar to Manchester City, uh, who their defense looked outstanding coming into the season, and it's the reason why every single one of us included Joe Hart in our rankings coming into the season. Yeah, I had no issue with it at all because the Arsenal defense was very, very good. Yeah. Two, you know, two seasons ago. It was. So coming into this season, you, there's no reason why you wouldn't think. I mean, you, Dave, you had check yep. one. I had, I had one. check two. Yep. Scott, you had check two. I mean, yeah. why not? I mean, the, the, you had to think that those guys were going to, you know, kind of keep exactly where they were in the previous, you know, from the previous season. And for the first half of the season, probably would have been held true. But then Arsenal had a massive slump. Mm-hmm. Check's numbers slumped. They made a formation change, and then his numbers kind of came back up, and it bailed him out to fifth. That's exactly right. That's why it, it, it's not it's not perfect at any position, but that's why I think goalkeeper, more than any other position, is actually a testament to the club's performance than the individual's performance. And so you look, you know, Burnley had a, a banner year. They did. Tom Heaton, number one. Uh, Spurs obviously had a great season. I finished second. And, and Lloris was second. Uh, Chelsea, you know, Courtois was was battling with Heaton for most of the season because of Chelsea's successes, specifically with a string of clean sheets in the in the middle third of the season. He fell to third because they kept score, you know, they kept giving him one goal a match, just about every match. We to talked finish about out that the during year. the year. He dropped a little bit, but you know, he's third because Chelsea won the title. United and Arsenal, Arsenal, uh, you know, they finished the season pretty strong, and so that's why we saw Czech, that we just discussed, move up into the top five. You know, even Forster. Boric, I mean, those the clubs they represented. Even Fabianski, you know, Paul Clement had a 47% winning percentage as Swansea manager. They won 47% of their matches. When you have a, 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 a sport that includes draws as a result, 47% winning percentage is really good. Fabianski had to overcome Bob Bradley as a manager. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shame on you. Shame on you. I had to get that in there. Anyway, I, again, it's not perfect anywhere, but you can point to all of these goalkeepers, and I just listed the top eight. I know, uh, you know, to finish it out, you know, Gomez ninth. He he just played every match, and then Foster tenth, uh, and you know that's West Brom. Uh, you know, it's not perfect, but more than any other position, you can look and say, you know, the club kind of contributed to some of those points. Yeah, it is interesting though, Brian, and I didn't notice it. Till we started listing this at the end of the year, because I never spent any money on a goalkeeper. Yep, for the most part. So you avoided year. two through five in the, the beginning. Well, no, no, no. In the beginning of the year, I think I had check, and then I eventually changed to uh, Heaton and like uh, Foster for West Brom. I think Funny you I, say that. I think that that was, and then that eventually turned in, which we'll get to, to Jordan Pickford, Heaton and Pickford, but. It is interesting to me, and again, until we listed it out, as much as I want to think that the budget goalkeeper is the way to go, look at the, the four of the top five. Yeah, It's non-budget guys. It's yeah. expensive guys. Well, and well, they're playing every week. That's number well, one. Yeah. Every single week. Uh, you know they do win the majority of their matches, even you know even though they they might struggle, and and obviously no one caught Chelsea, and that was a major storyline. Uh, they still are on successful teams, and they're still clear-cut number ones. And, and so that, that's a big part of it. But in fantasy, I'm with you, Dave. 
I avoided those guys too. I think I did. I, mean, I think I started the season with Tom Heaton and Ben Foster as my goalkeepers. I think there's no way day one you had Heaton in there. Maybe it was Fabianski, and then I switched to Heaton. Yeah, maybe. I don't Something think anyone like probably would have started with Heaton number one, right? I mean, I, I should go back and look, but I I know that if for there's only more than we could look, half the year, that takes too long. Yeah, no. For more than half the year, I had I had Heaton and Foster, and I I didn't switch from that. Heaton finished first, right. Foster finished tenth, finished tenth. And my and my uh, strategy was I'm playing Tom Heaton unless he is away at a top six club. Right. Then I'm gonna insert Foster based on the matchup. Right. Otherwise it was it was the same every week. And you could do that. You could do that and, and find some success. Your clean sheet leaders for the season, you had six six goalkeepers finish with double digit clean sheets. Nice. Wow. Look at him bringing this down. Thibaut yeah. Courtois finished with the clean sheet lead at 16. Okay. Which all of those happened. Which Czech had that the year before. Mm-hmm. And that's why yep. he had the golden gloves, didn't he, Brian? So, And that's why we thought going into this year, in my opinion, he was ranked high and or the Arsenal defense. Are they called the golden gloves? I made that up. Mm-hmm. That's a, this is not a baseball podcast. No. Yeah. No, but that's the golden glove. The, no. Uh, this is the no, glove. The, sticky, the golden mitts. No, no, the, the sticky mitts. No, the that's sticky right. mitts. That's right, Brian. Sticky mitts. Brian's right. Yeah. We, we named it the sticky mitts. Uh, so Thibaut finished with f- 16, Lloris at 15, De Haan for- and Forster at 14, hmm. Czech at 12, and then a tie for sixth between Robles and Heaton wow. with 10. So in the huh. balance of, so I know at the end of the season we were talking a ton about goalkeepers like Elden Yakubovic, Lepikovic <laughs> from Hull City. Yeah. Kupovitz. Yeah, sure. And Eldon Yakupovitz <laughs> and Tom he, uh, Jordan Pickford. Yeah. Yes. Neither made the top ten. Neither made. Yeah. Neither of them did. However, uh, both of those guys when, when Hall went on their uh, amazing home form run mm-hmm. there, and he got into the starting lineup, he was a useful player. Jordan Pickford, you know, after the injury, even pre-injury. Uh, Jordan Pickford, we talked about this, finished second in saves. So the guys that led in saves, being able to find that perfect balance of clean sheet and saves, that's the reason why Tom Heaton Tom Heaton finishes with the most saves, 143 saves, and still gets double-digit clean sheets. Wow. I don't know how I – I mean, being able to predict that and pick that kind of thing is – it's well, it's near impossible, mm-hmm. but – Tom Heaton at number one, Pickford number two, Fabianski uh, and Czech tied for third, Gomez uh, in, f- in what would be f- fifth, f- fourth, the fourth high most mm. amount, of, amount of saves. Boric at 112 saves, but Boric finished with nine clean sheets as well. So a lot of these guys, like, they're going to be, you know, over the course of the season, they end up finishing decently well as far as fantasy scoring goes. It's just being able to find the balance between you know if you Tom Heaton was perfect. It was yeah. a perfect yeah, you know, true. a perfect goalkeeper to have for the majority of the season. And I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, at the end of the year you could have owned Yakupowitz. Yeah. And that would be and I know by by the end of the year you forget who the promoted clubs are. They're fully part of the Premier League all season long. But, you know, essentially you could have had Burnley and Hull's goalkeepers in your fantasy lineup. Yeah. Two two goalkeepers from promoted clubs for the season uh, obviously one went down but even still he was a he was a, a could own in the midst mm-hmm. of hull's relegation battle 
Uh, you mentioned Jordan Pickford. I think if he plays a full season, uh, there's no question he's top 10, maybe even cracking top five. Uh, yeah, that's not a question. And this is not a uh, a bold prediction by any means, but Jordan Pickford is going to be in my preseason rankings. He's even. not currently on a Premier League team because well, he, he got be. relegated. He so will be. But let's he be will honest. be in my rankings. Let's be honest. He yes. will be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Thank you for the uh, asterisk next to that. Yes. Um, I, I would just like to say I wanted – Based on also preseason or uh, you know, end of season uh, defensive statistics from last from two seasons ago, going into last summer, I really wanted Liverpool goalkeeper to be <laughs> successful. Simone Mignolet finished eleventh, yeah, for goalkeepers. If not for Carius, I was gonna say I'm surprised he finished that if high. Not for the Carius uh, issue experiment oh, the precarious situation oh, as it was gosh. yeah wow the, yes dave <laughs> that is exactly what it was precarious wow with carious <laughs> uh i think minulay finishes in the top 10 as well yeah i agree i L agree L there was a good stretch where liverpool's defense uh played really well surprisingly uh, Mignolet finished really strong as well. Uh, Liverpool defense overall finished really strong uh, mm -hmm. this season. Hey, so I just think that that's a guy. I mean, Scott, you have high hopes for Liverpool defense uh, next season. Jordan, any more than you did this year? Is Jordan Pickford going to be at Liverpool next year? Uh no, no, no. The 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 rumored names as we record this are 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 higher. Is Jordan Pickford going to be at West Ham next year? Status, then. Higher in – oh, okay. okay Jordan I Pickford. Yeah, yeah. Um, more proven on the Champions League scene. But uh, do I have higher hopes? Um, yes, I do. I think they'll make one key signing at a central defender position, and I think they'll add a left back, and that will be immense. They're not going to rely on James Milner? I think they could. To be quite honest, James Milner was not bad he at wasn't. left back. He wasn't. Uh, I, you know, I, I actually think uh, you could go with him. I mean, it, let, let me put it this way: you sign a left back, right? That's what you do. But you know that you know you've got your your starting left back then. But if he gets hurt or needs a break, you could slide Milner back there, and you won't miss much. Uh, and so that's that's comforting. So you, you do need to make a signing, sign an actual left-footed left back if you want to stay in England. You know, do a Luke Shaw or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then if they sign a Virgil in central defense, absolutely. Which are already those. rumors. Right. Which is cool. I mean, why not? Liverpool's farm team, Southampton, always seems to provide them <laughs> with a good with good good players. It's true. Why not why not make a big push for Fraser Forster? Hey, in a segment nah. we like to call <laughs> Hey, I ranked them, but they didn't finish in the top ten. That's, That's a good segment. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. Um Schmeichel, yeah, I had him ranked third preseason. Did not finish in the top ten. No, not his fault. I agree, Brian. I love that dude. Yeah, I knew you were going to. He's a to good goalkeeper. Yep, he's a good goalkeeper. Love keeper. him. Uh, and we've referenced that before in other pods. Uh, Jack Butland. Yep, Brian. I mean, th these are two names just close to your heart. Ha! Mm because -hmm. <laughs> that's the third guy I had preseason ranked. Now, obviously, it's gotten into you. I don't oh know. My goodness, Puns. stop punning. It's so punny please. today. Um. So, yeah, Schmeichel, Butland, and Hart. 
were three, five, and six guys that I ranked that did not finish well, in the top ten. Nobody's going to fault you the same way we wouldn't fault each other for Joe Hart. That's not. He wasn't that, even that. That isn't. That's so. That's so unfair, especially after watching whatever that was from. Oh my gosh! No kidding. From Claudio Bravo, the most amazing goalkeeper with his feet. Um, <laughs> what a joke! I mean, yeah, seriously, no, no city goalkeepers in the top ten. Isn't that interesting? No, it's not. I mean, it, it's on. not surprising. Okay, thank you. Uh, if we were really but just that statement alone is an interesting statement. Now, uh, with the context of the season, it's not surprising. But it's if an Joe Hart statement. would have been there, did uh, Caballero uh, and uh, and Bravo combine for a top ten finish? <laughs> if that would that. be if, if we were if we were a really good podcast, we would have this information. Caballero only, finished with sixty four points. If there's only a way we could find that out, I'm Ryan, working on it. I'm working Ryan, on it. We could make a lot of money on something. If we could just find a way to look up these stats, like when we needed them, if there was just a, something out there. I can't there even find Bravo. Hold that, on. <laughs> that we could just kind of throw out there into the there space. There he is. And, and There's Bravo. He finished it. with 73. So combined, they had 137 points. Which would have put them where? You know, Which would put them ahead of De Gea. So top five combined. Yeah, but you can't do that, obviously, because. Yeah. But I mean, sort of, you could if you put in quotes "city goalkeeper" there. Okay, sure. I mean, I'm just saying, technically, you could. You could put "city goalkeeper" there. Look at it like this: if you would have had Bravo and Caballero as both your keepers on your fantasy team, so that one of them was always playing, you'd have had a top four goalkeeper. You know, that's not a stupid thing for you to say, even though I, I wanted to say that. I know how ridiculous it sounds. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but you said this during the season, too. You're, you're at least being consistent, where, you know, a goalkeeper, you can handcuff. You can. Uh, you can handcuff the starting goalkeeper and wanted, be okay. If you would have done this, take Tom Heaton and then his backup. Yep. And just kept them the entire season, you would have been in good shape. There is only one week of the season that it would ever impact you, and that is... For for fantasy Premier League purposes, the week that you would use something along the lines of a bench boost, right, would be yes, the one good, good time that you Very would say call. I. And then at that point, That's you might easy. even be then, willing to say I will take a zero, or I or, will, or I will use a, I will hold two transfers. As I say, or yeah, do, do use your free transfer for a Yukupuits. Yeah, a week or no, something. no, no. That's a really, really good call. Yeah, that really but, is, and, and yeah, that's how I'll go into next that. year. I will pick a team. Maybe it's Chelsea. Maybe it's Arsenal, and I'll take the top two players. It might be Heaton. It might be Heaton. Yeah, and Heaton and his backup. They'll both be Heaton. Might not be cheap next year, but my point being is, you could do that. Take a goalkeeper and his backup, and that's going to cover you. Anyways, yeah. Uh, I would say the same thing for uh, for Jack Butland. I think. He did finish. Stoke finished mm, averagely, <laughs> but yeah, it's not oversell this year. However, Jack Butlin did finish 
you know, he finished this the season as good as any other goalkeeper did as soon as he got back in. His last match of the season, I just looked at it here one second ago, he finished with 10 points. Good for, for Jack Butland. We, yeah. some, we like that guy, and he, I felt like, was just fighting an uphill battle with injuries all year. Yeah, his ankle not only, you know, took forever for him to recover, went back in for another surgery. Uh, Lee Harvey uh, Oswald Grant I was... was uh, Grant was playing really well for a, for a good portion of the season, yep. uh, and, but as soon as Butlin came back and was deemed fit, uh, he walked right back into his starting his starting position. Whether or not Jack Butlin is still there uh, at Stoke going into next year uh, remains to be seen. But it's hard to say. I mean, Lee Grant has already committed to staying at Stoke. I, I'm going to stay away from a Stoke goalkeeper until I know who the number one is. Yeah, I, for I, I sure. can't tell from week to week who's starting. That's the only downside. That's the downside of the handcuff thing. You don't always know who's going to start. I mean, if there's an injury issue, but, it's clear. But then that's okay because you have the other guy. In other I words, like, your goalkeepers right. the, could be subbed in. Well, right? sub in the and and I would say, too, the other thing, I mean, players like, I would say maybe less check, but definitely definitely Lloris, definitely um, Manchester City goalkeeper, Teams like that, I don't want the goalkeeper because I don't want to waste one of the roster spots on goalkeeper. You get three max for I, a club. I want three. I want to do the oh, same thing this point. season. It's a great call. But that's do, where I Tom do, Heaton and his backup right. matter. That, that's I a don't, good call. As good as Larice was, I would way rather have gone this season, which which by the end of the season I did. Right. I want Harry Kane, I want Delhi, and I want Christian Erickson. Yeah. Yeah. I want Kane, Erickson, and Danny Rose or Alder Vireld. Mm -hmm. I want three of those guys, and especially for Manchester City coming into this next season. That's true. I want three Manchester City guys. I and in a way I don't know if I care which ones. Well, you said, Dave, we we're going to use the past to help us prepare for the future. And if, if there's one way to close out this goalkeeper episode, I think it's pretty clear. We're probably all going to try to find at least one, if not two, quote unquote, budget goalkeepers to start mm -hmm. the season. Partially. Even though only one out of five finished in the top five as a budget keeper. Again, I, I want that point to be lost. Luis Courtois, sure. De Gea, and Czech finished in the top five. And yet, like Brian's saying, I want three Spurs outfield players. I want three. That's true. I get that. But like Chelsea, you're not taking three Chelsea outfielders. Well, that's because I have principles. <laughs> okay. Well, the other person. Yeah, well, well, but why wouldn't you? I would have played three Chelsea defenders. You wouldn't have played yeah. three United outfielders. True. No, you're right. You could have played three Chelsea defenders. In fairness to you, if you would have done that, you'd have been a bazillionaire. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't even know if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. That's okay. I like it. You know, Arsenal. There's, there's three. There's three. There outfield might players. be. There might be three outfield. There might be. So obviously Alexis. Yeah. Yeah. Scrotum Mustafi. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, no, I just but wanted to say that. Who knows? Maybe uh, it just depends if they stick. It depends what formation they uh, play. But you know, this new Belgian kid that they've signed. Something that we will talk about, I'm sure, when we talk about defenders, a player like Nacho, who played. Almost the entire season yeah, was a reasonably priced defender on the on the whole. Uh, a guy like that, I would way rather have a guy like that th that I know is going to bring consistent points compared to Czech, who is going to finish 
you hope for a top five goalkeeper right. finish for him. Very good point, but Brian, this is not a defender podcast. I know, I know. I just wanted to say save Nacho. It. We've got to we, save we, it's it. our fault. We brought up outfield player. Yeah. All right, but but yeah, you're absolutely right. I I you know okay, we'll see what happens. Obviously, but you know. We're all going to try to strike it rich with uh, Tom Heaton. Will I look for a budget? Yes. And I think if you can find Tom Heaton and or maybe it's Tom Heaton again, I don't think he – he won't be able to be labeled as budget, I don't think, at the start of next season. He's still on Burnley, and that's the thing. Uh, You know, I'm I'm looking at defenses as a whole when I'm picking Mm -hmm. a goalkeeper. And, yeah, Burnley Burnley is, is stingy, especially at home. Um, but they're still also Burnley. So sure. you, have to, you um, have to weigh that in. And also to your season-long points, Scott, somebody like Ben Foster, up to 40 points for West Brom. Uh, somebody like that is not going to be terribly expensive, and you know for sure they're going to be trying. True. At least and, until I would like points. to see, uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would like to see where Ben Foster was because I, like I feel like he was higher uh up to 40 points where uh, he if was, the, again uh, yes we a need quality a, podcast we need that scale slide have, <laughs> we need that that sliding i would love to see it you're asking where he was when they hit 40 points yeah well i can tell you that his last eight matches were all ones twos and threes yeah there were not many there were not many of, and only of west brahms matches towards the end of the season <laughs> Because they got so, I felt like they were conceding a goal. It was that it was that same stretch that Courtois went through, where they were conceding a goal, a goal a almost but they every were just single out, game. But I they can, were just outscoring people. I can do uh, one better. Only one of the last fourteen matches was, a clean was a clean anything sheet. other than a one, two, or three. Yeah, I he mean, had a seven. Yeah, and it was at United. Yeah, no, no. Well, I uh, that was fun. I enjoyed reviewing how dumb I was. You know, it's interesting. You know, again, a lot of this, I'm going to give just a little bit of a teaser toward our preseason, and then we'll wrap this up. A lot of this is also going to depend on the Premier League schedule that as of yet is unknown. Sure. Because if if my budget choice goal, if Tom Heaton is playing at United, Spurs, at Chelsea to start the season, I'm not not buying Tom Heaton to start the season. You would hope that the Premier League wouldn't do that to a promoted club. I hope Huddersfield Town doesn't have to start the season with the onslaught of top five, six clubs. I guarantee they're going to play a top six club week one. That's just how it always works. Well, I know that somebody that we'll have to discuss whenever we get into more preseason ranks is Carl Darlow. <laughs> wow. Let's get back to Newcastle United as <laughs> yeah. fast as we possibly can. <laughs> That's All exciting. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, listen, that, that brings us to, to the end of the pod. For the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>